0: I will not be here next week either, because I'll be over at soccer stadium, Lord willing, at MTSU. So so none of us will be here. We will not meet here. We'll meet there. All right. Um, uh, Two weeks ago, we were down in Peru, and we were with our daughter. And uh, uh, you know, when you're on the mission field, things a little... Little details just don't seem to matter. And so she had this beautiful, beautiful picture hung up. It was a, a jigsaw puzzle that she and her roommate had worked. And, um, and they had uh, like uh, whatever, decoupaged it or whatever. It was, it was, it was all glossy and framed uh, up on the wall for display. But there was one missing piece. One missing piece. Okay, I don't mean that in a any kind of a non-literal sense. There was a piece of the puzzle that was missing. Okay, and and, and that would disturb most of us. But she and her roommate are like we see the big picture, and uh, so um, so today I'd like for us to look at how we realize our completeness in Jesus Christ. Uh, this is a huge deal because. So many times we don't feel complete, but God has a lot to say about completeness, and so, um, so I'd like for us to look at that. So, uh, you know, a question is if whether or not you can be slightly pregnant. Can you be slightly pregnant. There was those was book that came out several years ago. I found online. I I haven't read the book. You know. Uh, slightly pregnant uh, slightly married uh, you can't be slightly married you can't be a little bit pregnant okay um, you know so my statement is that you are completely in Christ and you are completed in Christ and so we'll be looking at that today um, and and uh, so when we become God's children, we're free from the authority of sin, and I'm going to. I want us to put some practical examples to that from our everyday experiences. Um, that was completed on the cross, and we need to realize that was completed on the cross. So I'm free from the authority of sin, and so are you if you're a believer. Uh, But we still live with the influence of sin. Sin is still around us. Not only is sin still around us, but my physical body still is tempted with sin. Uh, We're still subject to uh, leaving our relationship with God. And that... Part of it won't be completed, won't be eliminated until the resurrection itself. So I've got uh, three different scriptures, and so I'm gonna break, uh, I'll break us down into, let's see, y'all are Romans 8. Y'all've got the Romans 8, 8 through 18, uh, 18 through 27 passage. 18 through 27. I'll give you your instructions in just a moment from uh, that table and this table all the way over uh, let's get to here and y'all've got Romans 8:28 to 39 passage and from uh, these tables over You've got the Colossians 2, 6 through 15 passage. Here's what you're to do with your passage. I'd like for you to 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 share it with the people at your table and to just analyze that passage for what it says about what has what God has done to complete you. What uh, what in there, what in that passage, and, and be willing to share a, Two or three ideas from that passage of what God has done or is doing or will do. Okay, I'm going to put it in past, present, and future tense for us. Okay, so any of those, what God is doing to complete you. So everybody's got your passages. Look at your passage. uh, Talk about it at your tables. And we'll come back and we'll share here in a moment. Folks on the couches, you've got Colossians 2, 6 through 15, 6 through 15. so for traditional our dreamers are so much more than just a generation when we do have our tradition we know
1: it's much sure folks that they know you are good that's what we want as a question what it means now for the future for the next 6 years <laughs> 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 i right, so All right, therefore, as you receive sure capture try to capture what's the question that's actually what do you want to what do you talk about how it's complete
0: ways that you have been completed in Christ, how God completes you or looks at you as complete or will treat you as complete. Yeah. Finished?
1: Looks like will be completed
0: some He bailed on you? What's that? Oh, Okay. <laughs> Carol, did you meet my son, David, and daughter-in-law, Emma? I'm not joking. <laughs> she said, Carol, nice to meet
1: you. Yeah, it's right here. Um And it also says, like, helps us in our weakness. Um, because we do not know what to pray for as we share our lives here. what's going on here. So it's bringing, um,
0: Hey Keith. Yes, sir.
2: In Colossae, they've got this pre-Gnostic stuff going on. Uh-huh. Paul's writing to him about. And um, what, are, what are we after in this passage? Are you? To we're after
0: we're after how we're complete in Christ because I don't feel complete sometimes.
2: Yeah, like for in, in Him, well Christ, so the part about for Him, the fullness of Deity lives okay. in bodily form and you've been filled in Him, is that, okay, that's what I thought. hmm Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, okay, good.
0: Yeah, 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 he's got a lot to say about some other things yeah, and yeah. his motive for writing right. is, and yeah.
2: the whole in bodily form, you know, it's like, oh, wait a minute, and not just a spirit here. That's right, that's
0: exactly <laughs> right. Yep, okay, right. that's perfect. One minute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All
0: right, let's, uh, Let's be prepared to share with the group for from your particular passage. Uh, I'll go ahead and put the passages up. I'm going to put them up in the New Century version this morning. I typically use the uh, NIV, but uh, I really like the way that the New Century version says some of these things. So uh, those of you that had the, the first Romans 8 passage, what did y'all find about completeness there? This was not a rhetorical question. I pause and you respond. What?
1: Okay,
2: so Shane was saying that the cross the cross is what
1: completed us.
0: The cross is what completed us. Through
1: the Spirit. I mean, it emphasizes the Spirit.
0: The Spirit of Christ is emphasized in this passage a whole lot. That is to say that I don't feel complete, and yet He's considered me complete and has put His Spirit in me. So this is explicitly stated in the first Romans passage, uh, 18 through 39. What else? Observations about your completeness in Christ.
1: We said He
0: glorifies us. He glorifies us. Last week, we quoted the scripture from 2 Corinthians 3. Yeah, I think it's 16. I'm not sure. Maybe 18. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3, where he says uh, that he's working within us with ever-increasing glory. He is turning us into the image of Jesus Christ with ever-increasing glory. Okay? What else do we see here? Glory. I was
1: going to say- Like suffering
0: will be part of our completion. Suffering is part of the completion. Man, we live in a broken world and with a broken body. And suffering is is a way that God accomplishes this. Uh, He began with Eve and said, Increased suffering in childbirth was a result of our brokenness. Okay, he already told them death was death was coming, death was coming as a result of our brokenness, and so he's completing that. Not just in the cross, not just in Jesus's suffering, but also in our suffering. Okay, what else? I was gonna, I was saying like the fact that
1: we can have joy I think is a representation of completion because if. You know, if you have joy, then, you know, it says, what
0: do you hope for that you already have? So, it doesn't necessarily address joy, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, Philippians, uh, it says that Jesus, with the joy set before him, endured the cross. Endured the cross. Is that Philippians? I think so. Anyway, it says that somewhere in the Bible. So, um, okay. God shows his children's glory completely, it said, if you'll notice up here from the New Century Version. Everything God made would be set free from ruin to have freedom and glory that belong to God's children. And uh, so we are waiting for God to finish making us his own children, which means our bodies will be made free. Our bodies will be made free. And, um, And so... Uh, one of the things I notice in this passage is that almost all of these things are using the future si- tense. Uh, I, uh, sorry, I'm not good at future perfect or future something or other, uh, but participles and all that. I don't, I don't know all that, but I just see that it's uh, we are waiting, uh, God is making, etc., etc. And so we ought to see a process here that is completed at some point. But notice what happens when he switches over here, uh, in just a moment, he's going to actually switch from future tense to present tense and then to past tense. So now we're at the middle section here who had uh, Romans 8:28 to 39. What'd y'all find? One of my go-to favorite verses in, in the entire Bible. It's a tough verse, uh-huh. times, but 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 I mean, it's 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 the verse that basically just assures us that no matter what you're going
2: through, it's going to be okay. God's going to work to the good uh, there. It,
0: so in a way, it, it it helps complete my faith that you know in. In trials or whatever, whatever we're going
2: through, hey, if it, he's walk, walking with us through this, it's going to be okay.
0: God's yeah. going to work. In fact, it's going to work to His good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's tough to hear when you're in the middle of stuff. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, that's always been a powerful verse for me. It's a very powerful verse. It's one of the things that I struggle with with my, my students every year. I teach physics and, uh, you know, I, I, I teach them uh, some format kind of stuff. Uh, hold to this format. Do these particular things. Develop these skills and you will be successful. And, um, and they resist. They're smart people and they want to do things in a lazy way. And I'm like, insistent. You got. You got to keep. You got to keep at this. You got to keep groaning. You got to keep struggling. Uh, and when you do, I can promise you, you will be successful, and you'll experience that joy that was mentioned. And that's what he says in Romans 8:28, that God as a master is actually working those things out, is completing those things in you. That he needs to complete. In completing those things in the church body. So some of those things that we endure are not necessarily for our own good. Trust me, it wasn't for Jesus' good that he went to the cross. He did that for the church. He did that because he loved us. Okay. What else we got? It's a longer passage, so... Ought to be some things in there. Other tables.
1: One of the things I really like about this is the, the, you said that 29 was your favorite, and actually 28 and 39 are my favorite. I can't get enough of those versions, but it's really a comfort thing for me, um, this whole passage, because it's like, he's going you, you always, and there's nothing you can do to stop that.
0: Um, I'll and take care of it. That kind of makes me feel complete, I guess. Yeah. 39 Nothing above us, nothing below us, not, nothing in all the world will ever separate us from the love of God. Your relationship with God is already complete. Do you hear that? God's love for you is complete. He laid down his son's life. He laid down himself for your life. God's completed that. Okay? In all these things, we are completely victorious through God. We see that we have the victory. Uh, With Jesus, God will surely give us all things, giving us all things. Everything is mine. So the things that sometimes we feel like, oh, God, I want that, but you haven't given that to me yet. He promises us that in Christ all things are mine. Okay, Keep in mind that this is Jesus' son, the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, it says. And the firstborn among many brothers and sisters inherits, but we also inherit, like Jesus, we inherit all things from our Heavenly Father. So He's got huge things in store for us. We are completed. We, we're still around sin. We're still groaning. We still feel broken. Our bodies feel a particular way. But He tells us we've been set free. So let's look at uh, the Colossians passage. Over here. Well,
1: we saw in it that, um,
0: God, this is just the first part, but that's fine. I lost
1: my thought. I think about part. Um, But the first part here, we have our foundation in Jesus, where if you get got your roots in him, so this is giving us a foundation um, of completeness that can't be taken away.
0: Cannot be taken away. Can't be taken away. Our foundation in Jesus cannot be taken away. What else do we see in Colossians? We will grow strong in Him
1: through
0: our faith. Yeah. Through faith, we grow strong in Him. Our strength is increased. Uh, What else? What else? I know y'all discussed some things back in there. Not letting you off the hook. Okay. Go ahead, Todd.
2: Um, so there's this teaching that's going on in the church in Colossae that, yeah, you're as people, but you need to purify your spirits and become more spiritually. And Paul's arguing is that in this. And One of the things he says is, Jesus was fully God and fully man, and, and not was. He actually says in Greek, He is currently. He is. Fully and
0: fully man. Yes.
2: And if you're in Him, it's a full process already done. Um, your sinful flesh was snipped off, circumcised, and you were raised, and that process is complete. There's no secret knowledge that will make you more spiritual or holy. Uh, It's all
0: completely done. It is all completely done. I want you to hear uh, that. Let me just say this was uh, this was what I was taught growing up. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was explicitly taught this. However, it could be that I uh, inferred it, uh, some of it. But uh, but I would. So uh, so there you go. Um. Uh, So, what I noticed was that uh, preachers would talk about what Christ had done for me, what Jesus had done for me, what God has done for me in a spiritual way, and that I was a spiritual person. I was a spiritual being. It's like I was a spiritual being trapped in this physical body. But there's one of these days where I'm going to break out of this physical body and I'm going to inherit my spiritual body and I'm going to float around on the clouds, I don't know, playing harps and stuff like that for the rest of eternity, singing songs with the saints and stuff like that. Is that kind of the view that some of y'all have gotten about heaven, about the afterlife, that we're spiritual beings and not physical beings? okay Job says I know that in my body after death he says I know that in my body I will see the Lord Colossians is dealing with a passage that basically some people are saying Jesus was a spiritual being. He was in a physical body, and, and, and Muslims, even today, still believe that basic concept that if, if Jesus, Jesus was a good fella and Jesus was a prophet, but Jesus was not the Son of God, because that's the mixing of flesh and spirit. They, they struggle with that so if you're ever talking with a Muslim that helps you to understand their perspective okay uh, the the virgin birth doesn't make any sense at all to them okay Jesus being a physical son of God doesn't make any sense to them so as we're exploring this we see that Colossians actually says that Jesus accomplished these things in his physical body and, It says here God is accomplishing the same things in your physical body. Look at what he says, all of God lives fully in Christ and you have a full and true life in Christ who is ruler over all rulers and powers. You have a full and true life in Christ. You in your physical body, he says, have that. Now we don't claim that sometimes we claimed, you know, uh, there used to be a comedian when I was a little kid, uh, y- y'all probably not familiar with him, uh, but he would, uh, he his name was Flip Wilson. Flip Wilson uh, made us all laugh, he, he's, he's a black entertainer, and he'd come out in this suit and tie and all that, and he would have this uh, monologue. Uh, and then, sometimes he'd come out with a dress on, and it was this ugly fella. With a dress on and he's, he's pretending to be a woman and uh, and, and, he, and, he, and so it's a different character in the show and, and he, she would all, he, she, whatever, would always, uh, Geraldine was her name, and Geraldine would always uh, confess to doing something wrong and she would say, the devil made me do it in this kind of a voice, you know, the devil made me do it. James is very clear that we are enticed to sin because of our own desires. The devil doesn't make me do anything. I am a child of God. The devil has no authority over me. That has been completed. I can choose to do wrong, but the devil ain't making me do squat. Okay? You were made free from the power of your sinful self, it says here, okay? When you were spiritually dead because of your sins and because you were not free from the power of your sinful self, God made you alive with Christ and he forgave all our sins. That includes the future sins. God stripped the spiritual powers of their authority. They don't have power over me. They don't have authority over me. With the cross, he won the victory and showed the world that they were powerless, okay? I want you to see, uh, hold off on this verse. Uh, We'll we'll look at the verse. I should have put the red part here at the top. I want you to see that this, I've noticed this in in different things in my life. Uh, When I was in the army, uh, I used to play penny ante poker and, uh, you know, and so, so it's just whatever, pennies, nickels, dimes kind of thing. And I don't know, at some point I was up like $2 or something like that, which would have been several wins. And, uh, and, I, and I decided I was tired and I was ready to go to bed. And, and the other guys were like, oh no, you're up now. You can't quit. You can't quit, you have gotta give us a chance. That's part of the rules of the game. You cannot quit. And I said, yes I can. I'm tired I'm ready to go to bed oh no you can't they said you can't stop once you've started this they're trying to exert some kind of a pressure over me that I have to keep going until they decide I can stop okay drinking games you know I don't care if it's that worm in the bottom of the tequila bottle or some kind of a chug contest or whatever there's all kinds of things where people say you can't stop Okay? You can't, you've can't. got to live by our rules. That's what the world says. You know what? I don't have to live by your rules. I can choose not to. Speech. I, a few years ago, I was starting to say something in class. Somebody said something really dumb. I don't remember exactly what it was that they said, and I don't remember the exact thoughts that I had, except that was really an idiotic statement. And I started to say something like, you know, you're an, uh, you're a moron or something. Uh, something really embarrassing. Whatever it was I was going to say was a real put down. Uh, it was worse than your mama. Um, so whatever it was, it was not appropriate for me to say. And so I started to say it and I said, y- no, never mind. And my students were all... Oh, no, you can't start that and not finish it. Do y'all have that kind of stuff happen to y'all? Yeah. You know what? You know what I told him? I said, I don't have to finish that. I'm not an animal. I'm a man. I have the choice over what comes out of my mouth. I make bad choices sometimes. I'm admitting it. Make bad choices but I have control. I'm not restricted. It's not like I've got some animalistic instinct that I have to keep doing this. I started this sentence, so I must keep saying it. No, I can change. I've had bad language uh, back to the military, I guess. Okay, I've had bad language. I've chosen not to continue some things. I've chosen make those choices. Sexual temptation. You know, sometimes you know, you're you're with somebody else and they're just like, "Oh, you got to keep going." No, you don't. No, you don't. You have the choice. Satan does not have authority over you. Does your physical body as Todd has mentioned here, does your physical body experience those temptations? Absolutely. Are we groaning because of those temptations? Yes, we are with all of creation, but that doesn't mean that it has authority over me. It does not command me. It does not require me. It says it does, but I do not have to answer to that. Romans chapter 7 says that explicitly. It says, those kinds of things are like a dead spouse. I don't have any commitment to them. Those things are like an old slave master. I don't have any commitment to them. Those things are like life before death. But I have died to self and am free in Christ. So let's look at what Jesus says. Somebody read this one for us, John 8, 31 to 36.
1: So Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, If you continue to obey my teaching, you are truly my followers. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered, We are Abraham's children, and we have never been anyone's slaves. So why do you say we will be free? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, everyone who lives in sin is a slave to sin. A slave does not stay with a family forever, but a son belongs to a family forever. So, if the Son makes
0: you free, you will be truly free. I love this. Okay? First of all, he talks about obedience, doesn't he? Obedience. There's not a choice of whether or not you're going to be a slave. You're either going to obey Jesus or you're going to obey your fleshly nature, which Satan is controlling. Okay? Satan will work his way into controlling that. Okay? Obey Jesus' teachings. And these people are like, hey, we're Jews. We're Abraham's children, okay, from your point of view. Hey, I grew up going to church. I grew up in a Christian home. Jesus says, yeah, your father's a liar. Your church is a liar. If it teaches something other than this, everyone who lives in sin is a slave to sin. This living in sin is a choice, a choice that I'm going to live this way. I'm going to not, you know, wherever it was, uh, boom. I'm going to, I'm going to do, you know, I'm I'm not going to get out. I'm going to go by your rules, world. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go with my peer pressure. And oh, yeah, if I start something, I'm going to finish it. Okay, etc, etc. Those are things that the world puts on us. And so Jesus has made us free from those things and we don't live it sometimes. Sometimes I don't live it. I listen to those other things that the world is telling me over and over and over again. Okay, and instead of living in obedience, which gives me freedom... I live in disobedience to Christ, which just puts me closer to slavery to sin, to the fleshly nature. Okay. Let's look at what Jesus said. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, why was Jesus baptized? To set an example. To remove his sin, anybody? No. No, not to remove his sin. Was he baptized for your sins? Show submission to the Father. Show submission to the Father? Okay. Say again? to become complete. Look at what Jesus says about his own baptism. I've been taught, uh, uh, I've heard for uh, for years, I've heard people from other churches as well as the Church of Christ say, Jesus was baptized as an example. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it is. It is an example for us, but that's not why Jesus says he was baptized. Jesus actually says why he was baptized, and I propose it's actually the same purpose in your baptism. It's God's purpose for your baptism. Look at what he says. Somebody read it for us. Michael, read it for us. Then Jesus came from Galilee
1: to the Jordan to be baptized by John, but John tried to
0: To fulfill all righteousness. To fulfill, that's another word for complete, by the way. Complete all righteousness. This is a completion. Jesus has been basically 30 years in preparation for this moment. And he says, here's the point at which through submission to the Father, I am going to say, Lord, I submit to you. Baptism is not an action. It's a passive action. I don't know if that works, okay, language-wise. But Baptism is passive. It's what God does to us. God covers us. God buries. Dead people don't bury themselves. Right? Dead people don't bury themselves. So what's what's baptism? Baptism is you being buried. See, we used passive words there. Being buried. Okay, you being buried in Christ, God is covering you. And what he's doing is he is completing, he's fulfilling all righteousness. Do we still have these temptations? Do we still have these struggles? Absolutely. As long as we are in the flesh, we will continue to do so until the resurrection of Jesus. The, re- the resurrection Jesus promised us. Until we are resurrected, until Jesus returns, we'll continue to have these struggles. Okay. But we are under no obligation to sin. When you sin, don't be like Geraldine who said, the devil made me do it. No, admit you are a child of God and you chose disobedience. Now repent from that and continue to live in the freedom he's promised you because he has promised you freedom. He's he's broken the bonds. Before I was a Christian, I was under bondage. I had to do the things the world taught me to do because I didn't have his spirit working in me to accomplish his purposes. I didn't have the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gets us that resurrection power. We've been given that resurrection power from God himself. The grave could not keep Jesus down. And it can't keep you down as a child of God. We just need to realize that and really count on it. Paul uses in the book of Romans, he uses that word. I I told you before, I really like it, reckon. You can count on this, okay? It's countable. It's tangible. I can count on it. God has promised it. Either he's been lying to me this whole time, in which case you probably shouldn't even be here, neither should I. He's either been lying to us the whole time, or what he said is truth, and it's life, okay? uh, So, let's finish with Galatians 3, 2 through 5. Are you trying to be complete by your own power? He says, tell me this one thing. How did you receive the Holy Spirit? Did you receive the Spirit by following the law, by rule-keeping, okay? Okay? Because we, we didn't follow the law of Moses, That most of us didn't, you know. We grew up in Christian homes and we were taught rules of obedience and rules of holiness and rules of this and rules of that, okay. Uh, got to dress up, got to, you know, I, I, it's hard, it, it was hard for me for several years to wake up on Saturday and, or, or on Sunday morning rather, and not polish my shoes because it was a rule in my house that I had to polish my shoes on Sunday morning. Okay. Uh, which didn't work when I switched over to tennis shoes. But anyway. Uh, no, he says, you did not receive it by following the law, by rule keeping. You received the Spirit because you heard the good news and believed it. You began your life in Christ by the Spirit. There's baptism. You began your life with Christ by the Spirit. Now you're trying to make it complete. By your own power? No, that's stupid. That's foolish. Were all your experiences wasted? I hope not. Does God give you the spirit and work miracles among you because you follow the law, because you keep rules? Is that what God does? No. He does these things since you heard the good news and believed it. We began this series by looking at faith, our trust in God. We began our spiritual journey By trusting in God and submitting to Him in baptism. And he says, He still does great things, miracles, and awesome works among you. Not because you keep the rules, but because you're His child. Because you believe and trust in Him. That's where the the power and the authority is. Not in your rule keeping. Let's go to God in prayer. Father and God thank you so much for Jesus who completed the work in us long ago Lord both in body and in spirit And Lord as you continue to work out the image of Jesus in our physical bodies with ever-increasing glory we thank you Lord that you're doing so drawing us closer to you day by day help us to listen to your word to trust you and to obey you, to live in that freedom that Jesus promised us. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray to you. Amen. Week after next, we'll be looking at appropriating, getting what's yours in Christ. Okay? See you on the soccer field next week. Lord willing.